What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. In today's episode, we're going to talk about Damian Lillard, who spoke to the media for the first time in the offseason since the Blazers have hired a new coach and since his post-game interview in Game 6. Uh, this is the, the first time he's, he's had a public media availability where he's been able to address sort of his situation, what's going on with the team, and all that. Uh, so we will we will talk about what Damian Lord said at, at uh, in his media availability. It's part of Team USA. He's practicing with the Olympic team ahead of the uh, Olympics in Japan, and uh, he... You know, he had a he had a Zoom media session, and we we will uh, we will dive into what he told reporters at that Zoom media session, and then we'll close the show talking about joy. I want to make this a uh, a weekly, hopefully, if uh, if you all will oblige me, a weekly segment where we where Friday's episode we talk about joy, how the Trailblazers bring us joy, or how NBA basketball brings us joy. I read one last week, and then uh, some other listeners have shared their stories of of Blazers joy with me since then. So that's what we'll do to close out the show. Another bit of Blazers joy from a listener of this very podcast. But first, let's talk a little bit about Damian Lillard, shall we? Like I said, Dame spoke to the media for the first time. Um, Zoom session. It's not in person. Uh, it's unclear if the if USA Team USA is going to have in person media prior to the Olympics. Uh, for now, <laughs> for now, we're just we're at the Zoom stage. Uh, the NBA Finals are in person, but right now, Team USA basketball is still uh, still via video conferencing. But in that video conference, uh, Damian Lord addressed uh, some questions about Chauncey Billups. Uh, this was the first time Dame had been able to speak to the media uh, since the hiring of Chauncey Billups. Uh, you know, there was some controversy, obvious controversy around it. And then I think like made, made worse the sort of, you know, uh, the sexual assault allegations in Chauncey Billups' past. Like the Blazers bumbled the through the introductory press conference such that like the whole world is like, well, what the heck does Dame think about this? So what I want to play for you here to begin this episode is the questions where Dame spoke about the hiring of Chauncey Billups, what he thinks about the hiring, his, uh, his relationship with Chauncey, what, you know, uh, uh, and a question will, comes up that you will hear a voice that is not Damien Lord is Sean Hyken from Bleach Report asking Dame about who about uh, the rape allegations that, against Chauncey Billups from 1997. Um, this is this is the job of reporters, right? Like this is this is the the absolute biggest story going on with the team, and this is the. You know, and this is the first time that we've had got to hear from Dame. This is the job that they do. So I, I think there has been some some a little bit of blowback. Like, why are we asking Dame about this? We're asking Dame about this because this is the job. Um, this is he is the face of the franchise, and this is the big news going on with the franchise. So what I want to play for you here is that audio. It's two separate questions that happened at different parts of the press conference. So they weren't back to back. They were about five or eight minutes apart in the press conference. But I'm going to play for you them uh, back to back. So you'll hear the first question. Then you'll hear Sean Hyken's voice and you'll hear from Dame and his thoughts on Chauncey Billups. Uh, I mean, as far as uh, Chauncey uh, and that hire, obviously, you know, it's, it's been talk over the years of um, him kind of moving into the front office and coaching uh, space. And uh, with us uh, letting Terry go after nine years, I think uh, our organization was set on uh, – a leader, you know, looking for a leader of men, somebody that players will respect. Uh, 
and went through that process uh, as they felt they should or as we felt we should as an organization. And uh, I had a, a prior relationship uh, with Chauncey uh, on the friendship level and, you know, somebody that had a lot of success at my position, was a, a champion, uh, finals MVP. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm prepared to uh, go in and do my job every year like I always do. Uh, you know, hopefully we, we make a strides in a, a positive direction and we could become a better team uh, you know, with a new coach. You know, that's, that's where I am with it. Dame, going back to the uh, coaching hire for a second, uh, you said on social media that uh, during this process and during the search, you had been unaware of some of the allegations against Chauncey. Was that uh, something now that you do know about that stuff? Does that change at all how you feel about the hire or, you know, how comfortable you are with it? Um, well, I, when I said that, I didn't I didn't know. I meant the very first time that uh, – Right away when we, we let Terry go, I was asked, you know, about names that have been floated out there. And of the ones that I heard floated out there, I said, you know, I like Jay Kidd, I like Chauncey. Um, and at that time, I had no idea of any of it. And, you know, when I did learn of it uh, and the process continued, I never felt like it was my job or my duty to say, you know, do this or don't do this. You know, I... I, like I said, I do my job, I improve my game, and I show up as a point guard of the team. And, you know, in the past, I've never stepped on, on anybody's toes and said, you know, or demanded anything or told anybody what to do, and it was no different in this situation. Um, so that, I mean, that's all I can really say. I, I've known Chauncey before, and I never knew of, of that um, until this coaching process uh, came into play. And uh, our organization, you know, they, they said they did a thorough investigation. They went through everything and they went through the process of hiring a coach um, as they did in, in, in a comfortable way. And that's not my decision, you know, or my job to say this guy's hired or this guy's not hired or anything. So um, this is what it is now. So here we are. So what I don't think you hear in that audio is is like a really ringing endorsement of Chauncey Phillips. That's not to, to read um, that Dame's unhappy with the hire. Uh, you know, he talks about it having a prior relationship with him and the success that Chauncey had as a as a point guard and that the hope that with a new coach they can take, you know, a next step and become a better team. But what, what you don't hear in any of those in any of those responses is like a like a really loud endorsement from Damian Lillard. Obviously he's smart and knows that the there is those are kind of choppy waters right now and if he says like you know this is exactly who i wanted blah 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 blah, blah then then you just you're stirring the pot a little bit more dame's Dame, dame's not dumb he knows what he's doing um but i think it's notable that he uh he, I don't know if he points the finger, but he, he says, you know, this is a decision that the front office makes and not me. And at one point in time, you will remember that one, Damian Lord was vocal right away with the press, put his name on it, you know, uh, on the record saying who he wanted to be hired. Um, that's, that is not, not particularly common in the NBA. And then it was later reported by Chris Haynes that Damian Lord would be heavily involved in the search. And while the Blazers would, would conduct like a, a, a thorough and, and wide reaching search, and there'd be multiple candidates and all these things, what what Chris Haynes had reported was that Dame would be heavily involved. Um, not to say that Dame suggests that he's not heavily involved, but he's just what, what particularly the second half of that question that I played for you, he's just kind of saying like, it's not my job to make hires and fires, which I think is true, but also, um, 
Dame has his hands in a lot of what goes on in the in the franchise. They don't they're not hiring a coach without him si- signing off. And I don't mean to suggest that anywhere in there Damian Lillard is saying I didn't sign off on this. He's just he's just distancing himself from the decision like I play point guard, I get better and play point guard and then they make decisions uh and and you know, I I give my input and then they make decisions. Uh, but but my job is to play basketball, which is totally true, but uh I <laughs> Just from what I know about how it works, like Damian Lord is certainly involved in these in these processes. I think um, I don't think this was like a super strong statement from Dame. Like if people if people think this is sort of like yeah he nailed it. Um, this is kind of the level of. This is like when I was talking about after the Chauncey Billups uh, introductory press conference, like this was sort of like my expectations for kind of the level of response uh, to these things. It's like a, a somewhat hollow answer that says, you know, we did we did our due diligence or the team did its due diligence and you got to respect, you know, the process that they did. Um, this is like, if you are looking for something more, I totally understand it, but I, I, this is about the level of response that I, that I would have anticipated. Um, I will say like, for me, the only like truly notable thing is that Dame didn't say he's going to be a really good coach. Like I'm excited to play for him. Uh, I, I think that's mostly because he just, Damian Lord knew that going vanilla on these answers was the best way to get through it. Um, media stuff can be tedious. Dame is in a, the Dame and the team, Dame and the team are in a weird spot right now. And, um, if he stays, if he doesn't say things that are controversial, it doesn't become a headline. This was a keep it moving type press conference. But I think if nothing else notable that Dame didn't say, Chauncey Bills is going to make us a way better team. He said, I hopefully he does. And we have a prior relationship and he's had success and all these things. And I knew he was going to be a head coach in the league. All, but, but this isn't a like great hire. We're going to do great together. I'm so excited to play for him. We didn't hear those words. Uh, I don't know if that's like red flag. Like, in fact, I don't think it's at all a red flag, but it is something that caught my attention. In the second segment, I want to talk about basketball. Damon Lowe is going to play basketball with Team USA, and he talks a little bit about his motivations for playing on the Olympic team and how he will play uh, with a talented group when Team USA heads into Olympic action. So that's what we'll do in the second segment. But first, let's talk about bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Whatever it is, they got it. Major League Baseball, the WNBA, NBA Finals, uh, domestic soccer, soccer leagues abroad, you name it, they got it. So don't sit on the sidelines. Go ahead and get in on the action. Go, go on over to betonline.ag. Use the promo code locked on and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. The promo code is locked on and you will get a 50% welcome bonus when you are making your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right. We talked about Damian Lord's response to questions about the hiring of Chauncey Billups. Good on Dame for answering the questions. Um, you know, he could have he he could have next questioned him. He gave kind of um, bland, maybe tepid answers here. Like I said, kind of vanilla answers. He just wasn't he wasn't going to stir the pot. He's too media savvy to stir the pot. But um, you know, this wasn't uh, he, he didn't have he never got his pom poms out. Pom poms st- stayed in the bag for this one. But he didn't only talk about Chauncey Billups. Obviously, that's the news of the day. Like I said, like he it's 
reporters need to ask him about Chauncey Billups. That was the move. Like, that's that's the job. Um, the Blazers just hired a new coach. Dame spent nine years playing for one coach. Now I've got a new one. You got to ask about Chauncey. You have to ask about uh, the, the rape allegations. It's part of the story right now with the hiring. I don't think it's always going to be. So if, if you feel like it's a little bit overboard, I, I disagree. But this is, you need um, the principal characters in the sort of the Blazers uh, ecosystem uh, deserve an opportunity to respond to this because it is the number one story around the team right now. But Dame was also asked about basketball stuff. And I thought his answers about um, Team USA were uh, kind of interesting. I'm not going to play the audio for you because they're really short. Um, but he was asked kind of, in the past, he's, he's uh, been cut from Team USA, or then in uh, 2016, he didn't even, he just withdrew. He didn't, he wasn't interested in playing on the, the Olympic team that year after, after getting cut in 20, uh, off the, off the, world championship team prior to that. And, you know, some of that is he just wears the wrong shoe. It's a bunch, it's a bunch of Nike. It was a bunch of Nike guys at the time. Um, he, you know, Kyrie Irving wears Nike, Dame wears Adidas. Uh, you can figure out which makers mark is on the Team USA logo and put two and two together. But, um, you know, this wasn't a question. Dame has like solidified himself as one of the 10 best players in the league. If he wanted to go, he's going to be on the team. You know, he's got to start for Team USA and all this stuff. But uh, reporters asked him kind of like, you know, why, why commit now? Why, why now, like at, at this stage in your career or why was it important to do this? And Dame talked, um, you know, the, sort of the basic stuff that you would expect about the importance of his legacy and the importance of, you know, at, having this experience and, uh, you know, representing your country and, and all the things that are like believable stuff. But to me, the moment that stood out is that um, Dame said he did it in part to get the sour taste out of his mouth. Uh, the playoffs did not go how Damian Lord envisioned that they would. He even said, I thought we would win the first round series. So, you know, he talks about maybe if their playoff run had been extended a little longer, he wouldn't be here because you got to take time off and take care of your body. We're going to have another kind of relatively short offseason heading into heading into the NBA year. Actually, just straight up short uh, by typical terms offseason. Uh heading into the year. So it's like if, if the Blazers playoff run had gone a little longer, like he, like he had envisioned, he wouldn't be there, but because of the way it ended. Uh, and he, and he said, you know, I thought we were going to win the series against a team that was beat up and injured and we didn't. Uh, he, he chose to play because he wanted to get that sour taste out of his mouth. He wanted to have, he wanted to get back and play basketball at a high level and win some games. So he didn't have his first uh, trip back out on the court and kind of like stewing over months and months of frustration. And quite frankly, I think that is a good, a pretty smart uh, mental health approach from Damian Lillard. Like beyond the sort of like brand stuff that being on Team USA and traveling abroad can do and the legacy stuff of winning a gold medal. I'm being a little presumptive, but pretty sure USA is going to win a gold medal. Um, like, uh, you know, beyond that stuff, like the legacy stuff and the brand stuff, just, just getting out and hooping at a high level and having, you know, feeling the sort of, um, the positive vibes of playing basketball at a high level on a really good team and getting that feeling, having that be your sort of basketball memory. The, um, you know, he, when he gets back on the court, dude's too smart to not, um, like he's not going to forget the playoffs is what I'm saying. Like he's going to remember that, but he's not, but like this allows him to sort of get that sour taste out of his mouth and not stew in all summer. I think that's a, I think that's a pretty wise approach. Uh, he was also talked about sort of if he will change his game a little bit. Um, and you know, he didn't, he didn't give this like super thoughtful answer about how his game is going to change because it won't that much. Like they're going to be they're against, you know, something like 70% of the competition. They'll be able to kind of just do what they do and play around and, and, and roll through teams. But he did talk a little bit about like, because, 
uh, you know, you're playing alongside Brad Beal and, and Kevin Durant and uh, Jason Tatum and all these dudes are just, you know, certified buckets, so to speak, that the the important thing to do when you're on team, this quality is like keep the ball moving. Um, I think some of Dame's tendency to pound the rock uh, when he's played with the Blazers is just like sort of a, a relative lack of trust. Um, he looks around and says, the person who's going to be best at getting this done is me. Not that he's like selfish. He can be for sure. But um you know, it's like sometimes the calculation is this is an important moment. Me, Damian Lillard, should probably should probably be the one who like impacts this, puts his imprint on it. And it's just the calculation is different. First of all, uh, the quality of competition is going to be a little bit different. It'll vary up and down depending on who they play in the Olympics. And also just like you look to your left and it's Brad Beal and you look to your right and it's Kevin Durant and sort of the guy waiting in the weak side corner is Jason Tatum. The, the math is a little bit different. And Damian Lillard is a smart enough basketball player to understand that calculation in real time. Uh, I think, you know, he's not going to I don't think he's going to play off the ball a ton but he'll play off the ball certainly way more than he does um with the trailblazers and i think it'll be you know i think it'll be in some ways a nice study for him to see what it's like to be um to be not the guy who has you know all 10 eyes on him when he comes across half court all 10 defensive eyes on him when he comes across half court i think um i, I don't think we're gonna see like a this dramatically change dame's game but i think we will see him play a little bit different i think that's like, like a fair and reasonable guess that he will with on a team this talented he will play a little bit different and i think it'll be curious to see if um you know some of that translates into next year i don't imagine a dramatic change but i think it'll be it'll be curious to keep an eye on Dame was also asked uh, in a sort of in related non-basketball stuff or not even unrelated in just non-basketball stuff. He was kind of asked about his, I don't know if happiness is the right word. It was Mark Berman of the New York Post who asked him the question. And it was kind of just like about the rumors swirling around about his sort of potential long-term future with the Blazers. And I'm going to play you that audio now uh, just quickly. At this point, you know, it, it's a lot of things being said and, um, sometimes words being put in my mouth and I haven't said anything. You know, I think uh, a lot of, well, should be all of the people who've covered me since I've been in the NBA, they know that if it's something to be said or if I think something or have something to say, I'm going to say it and I'm going to stand on it. So, like I said, uh, there's been a lot of talk uh, and I, nobody's heard what I've said or nobody's heard me say any of these things. Um, but anything that I that I have to say, I'm going to say it directly to to Neil, and I'm going. I'm address it directly with with my team. So um, I don't really have nothing to say to you guys about it. Everything that I that I need to say and that I feel um, has been said to to Neil. So um, it's really nothing else that I have to say about it. Again, I think the most notable thing Damian Lillard said here was the was the, by omission. He didn't say I'm 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 happy and want to continue my career here or reiterate his like loyalty stance. This was like I don't I'm not going to address these rumors and if I am mad, I've, I've I've already talked to Neil and my team about it and I've I've said those things to the GM so he knows what's up. Um again, I don't think this is like I don't the reason I kind of uh, put this late in the in the second segment is I don't think this is like uh Dame saying uh anything super, super noteworthy, but this is him not saying, I want to be here. Um, I've expressed my desire to be here. Nothing has changed. This is him saying, I'm not going to address the rumors. And if there, and if I have been frustrated, I've already commuted, communicated that to the, uh, to the front office. And, and I think like, you don't need to be, um, (laughs) what is it like? You don't need to be a rocket surgeon, uh, to, uh, to know that Dame's frustrated. I mean, just if you read between the lines on the Chris Haynes uh, Yahoo pieces, if you read, um, you know, Dame's 
some of Dame's social media posts. Uh, it's he just seems like he's he wants and some of the reporting from Jason Quick of the Athletic saying that um, Dame and his camp are 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 want to win now and win big. Um, you know, this he's he wants Dame is looking for big changes this summer. Um, I don't know if that'll impact his long-term future, but he's not going to, he wasn't, he's again, too savvy, too media savvy to sort of uh, make headlines with the response there. But I think the most notable thing is, is kind of the same from, from the first segment. He doesn't say, y'all know me, I'm incredibly loyal. This is where I want to be. He says, I handled this internally and I'm not going to talk about it. I don't have anything to say. Thanks. In the third segment, I want to close the show with a little bit of Blazers joy. One of the uh, the listeners to this very podcast shared a Blazers, a joyful Blazers moment. A moment of Blazers joy is probably the best way to say that. And so that's what we'll do to close out the show is visit a little Blazers joy. But first, let's talk about Bill Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. And it comes in a whole bunch of flavors, including limited time flavor, grasshopper cookie. If you are listening to this right now on Friday, July 9th, you have mere hours to get this great new Bilt Bar flavor. It's available this week only. This is, and it expires. This this deal, this new flavor, limited time flavor is only here for a short time. And if you don't get in on this deal right now on July 9th, you will miss out. This is the classic version of the mint cookie, all the flavor with all without all that sugar. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, only five grams of sugar. Uh, Go get yourself a Built Bar Grasshopper cookie or any of their other flavors. You can do that by going to BuiltBar.com and using the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You're still listening to Locked on Blazers. We talked about Dame's media availability, spoke at Team USA, following Team USA practice. Now I want to share a little bit of Blazers joy. Uh, I shared this last week on last Friday's episode, and uh, it was it was a story from a listener who was based in the United Kingdom about the joy that, that the Blazers uh the, the Blazers brought their family. And I put out a call after that episode and I said, I, I really like this. I would like this sort, sort of be, you know, just particularly during a challenging and strange offseason following a, tra- a challenging and strange 15 months in the world for all of us um, that like, let's let's share our joy. Uh, basketball is, is the sort of thing that unites us here. We're all here because we enjoy basketball. But like the, you know, life can be challenging. So remembering that the this sport, this team brings us joy is incredibly important. So I put out the call because I would love to do this all summer long until the, until uh, the season starts. If people would share their moments of joy, you can email me lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com. And luckily, listener Joseph did. And here is the story from Joseph about joy and the trailblazers. I grew up in San Diego. And since we didn't have a team, I was an NBA agnostic. Then one day, my sister met and married a man from Portland, and they moved up there after they finished school. My brother-in-law was a lifelong pinwheel fan, and my sister totally bought in. Unfortunately, soon after the move, my sister was diagnosed with cancer. During her treatment, I flew out to Portland a few times to be with her. During this time, the love for the Portland Trailblazers grew inside me. It didn't hurt that they were having success and had great players like LaMarcus Aldridge and Brandon Roy. During my last trip to Portland, I even got to go to a game at the Moda Center. I think it was the regular season finale against the Grizzlies. They won, and it was awesome. A few months later, my sister passed, and it was the saddest moment of my life. I know this is the sad part of the story, and you're probably wondering where the joy is. 
The joy is that even though my sister is gone, her love of the Blazers lives on in me. It is a way that I continue my relationship with her even though she isn't here anymore. I remember exactly where I was when Dame hit the buzzer beater over Paul George, and no one in the room knew why I was losing my mind. But my sister did, and she was there celebrating too. I was wearing the Brandon Roy jersey that she got me as an initiation present into the fandom. Thank you, Joseph, for sharing that story with us. Uh, the first time I read your email, I was uh, it was it really touched me. It was um, I didn't know if I'd be able to read it on the air, but uh, I'm I'm glad I am pr- appreciative for you sharing that story with us, so I could share it with the listeners. Because as I've said here before, like basketball has been such an important part of my life. Uh, it's such an important part of, of of many of my sort of foundational relationships, and the idea that um, that is. That basketball can keep us connected to people and places that are no longer in our lives is um, is really special. So thank you for thank you for sharing that moment of Blazers joy. If you, dear listener, have a moment of joy, uh, it doesn't have to be as uh, Joseph was really tender here, uh, and I truly appreciate that. Uh, you don't have to. Your moment of Blazer joy can be can be different. I, what I want these to be is all type the all of the different ways that that this team and this uh, this sport and these these group of people that play this game um, and <laughs> wear wear this certain jersey color and how how they bring us joy. So if you have a moment of Blazers joy, uh, or a, or a, or a reason that this team brings you joy, send me an email, lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com. I'll read them. I will read yours on a Friday show throughout the off season. We'll do these each Friday show. We'll have a moment of Blazers joy. Uh, so again, thanks to Joseph and uh, thanks to you in the future for sharing your joy with us. That's going to do it for today's show. Tell your friends about this podcast. Tell them they can get it wherever they already get podcasts. Just search Locked On Blazers. We'll be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.